Hello, hello, and welcome to Martinis and Bikinis, the podcast for everything under the sun. I am your hostess, Veronica Julia, and I am here to help you navigate your 20s through all things lifestyle, beauty, and fashion. So if you're ready, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Martinis and Bikinis. I am your hostess, Veronica Julia, and we have a solo episode today. I polled you guys on my stories on what you wanted to hear from me today, and we actually have a winner by a landslide. I think it was by one or two votes. So anyway, I will get into that a little bit later. I wanted to give you guys some life updates, as always. So if you've been following me on social, you know that I've been traveling for the last couple of weeks. I went to Arizona, then I came back to D.C. for exactly one day. And then I made my way to Miami. So in Arizona, that trip was actually cut into two parts. I went down for my assistant slash social media manager, Sam's wedding. And I stayed in Tempe, Arizona, the Westin for a few days before the wedding. It's on ASU's campus. So I practically just pretended to be a college student for a few days. And it was terrifying because one, I do not look like a college student. And two, college students are dressing so nice for class. I don't know if this is a new thing or if it varies from campus to campus, but whenever I was at LSU, we would wear the largest t-shirts we could find that went down to our knees pretty much. And we would wear these like mini shorts underneath, like Nike shorts or whatever we could find. And you couldn't even see the shorts. We would call it lampshading. So we would just lampshade all around fucking campus. But yeah, these students at ASU were like dressed up in jeans and crop tops and like gold jewelry. I'm like, what are you guys doing? This is not right. This is illegal. No, I'm kidding. But it was super interesting to see that. But That hotel was so nice. I have never stayed in a comfier hotel bed. But on Friday, I went to my friend, assistant, and social media manager, Sam's wedding. And it was such a hoot. Her husband, guys, is a real cowboy. A real cowboy. He was a bull rider. Like, would get on a live bull at a rodeo and just get thrown off, get injured, the whole thing. But anyway... Everybody was dressed in cowboy hats, and it was so precious. They had a mechanical bull at the reception. It was so fun. I didn't get on it. I was wearing a dress, but I did take videos of people on it, and it was hilarious. But they are just so in love, and they're in Iceland now. They're just chilling, having the best time of their lives. I'm so happy for them, and sometimes, not all the time, but there's sometimes whenever couples get married, and... You can't help but subconsciously think like, oh, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. But with Sam and Dawson, they are just so in love. And you could just tell that even though the wedding was absolutely amazing, they were just so happy to be getting married. And uh, it was just so cute to see and so lovely and, you know, definitely pulled on my heartstrings for sure. But congrats, Sam and Dawson listening. So after that, I actually had my high school best friend fly out to Arizona and we went to Savannah Wellness Resort and Spa for four days, three nights. 
It was so incredible, guys. We went to the spa every single day. We did their all-inclusive package. So I got a facial one day. I got a massage one day. I got Reiki done, which I can totally get into a little bit. So during the facial, I'm one of those people that I refuse to stay quiet during a facial. I know some people like to relax. I like to chit chat. I'm a chatty Kathy during a facial because I'm such a nerd and I geek out about skincare. So I take this as my opportunity to ask an actual skincare esthetician expert on my skin, what I should be doing, X, Y, and Z. So anyway, my facialist and I were talking and she goes, do you know what a dosha is? Do you know what your dosha is? I was like, what the, what the hell is a dosha? She was like, oh, let me turn you on to something. So basically, we all have a dosha. There's three different types, and we actually have all three, but we're more prominent in one. So for instance, I am a pitta kapha, so I'm 40% pitta, 40% kapha, and then I'm blanking on what the other one is. Oh, vada. So I'm 20% vada. So I am a pitta kapha because I have the same amount of pitta and kapha. Anyway, it's a 10-question quiz online. You just type in dosha quiz, it'll tell you. But it basically asks you questions on your metabolism, how your body responds to certain things, X, Y, and Z. So she basically formulated an entire facial based on what my dosha was, which was so cool. I'd never heard of that before. I'd never seen it happen ever anywhere that I've been to. And being in the field that I'm in, the influencer space, I get to do a lot of amazing spa services. I had never, ever heard of that. And it was so cool. So then I got Reiki done. And guys, I had an epiphany. So I actually started sobbing, crying in the middle of it, which was so bizarre. I had heard of people doing that before, but I never thought I would actually be one of those people. I had done Reiki one other time. And... I honestly didn't really know how I felt about it. I don't know if I just didn't go to like the right practitioner, but basically these people get trained in Reiki and they have to get tons of certifications. So Reiki, if you don't know what that is, is energy healing. So these people are trained to heal certain parts of your body based on your chakras. So it's not really like massage. Everybody has a different practice, but... Basically, what my practitioner did was she held certain energy points in my body and put pressure on them. So whenever she got to my root chakra, which is your tailbone, guys, I lost it. I absolutely lost it. And that's where you have like a lot of your childhood memories, maybe stored up trauma, anything like that. So I went into the Reiki session being like, I want to get clarity on certain things in my life. And I came out of it just absolutely so clear and confident on my intentions. And it was really interesting. So I actually lived with my grandmother for almost six years after Hurricane Katrina, my mom, and me moved in with her and basically lived with her until she was sick. And unfortunately, she ended up passing. But I usually don't talk about her very often, even though she was like a mother to me. And I think I've compressed those feelings like way deep down. So 
I had like a lot of like memories come up, like core memories with my grandmother and me and my mom playing piano with my grandmother during the holidays. My mom was a pianist my whole life, piano teacher as well. And yeah, I don't know if that's what made me so emotional, but basically I think it just reinforced that my grandmother is really such a source for me and a guide for me in my life. So anyway, I just feel like really, really at peace. So if you're wanting some direction or clarity on your life, definitely go check out Reiki. Make sure you research who you're going to first and all their certifications, reviews, all the things, because I think it definitely depends on who you go to. But anyway, Savannah was amazing. We hiked, we did workout classes, we ate almost plant-based the entire time we were there. I had eggs and chicken, but super, super clean, guys. And we did sound bowl meditations. I could go on and on about all the different things that they offer, but it was absolutely marvelous. And yeah, then I came back to DC for a day and went to Miami and destroyed my body. (laughs) So I need to go on another wellness retreat. But Anyway, Miami was so fun. It was purely chaotic. And I'm just so happy that I have these long-term friends from childhood, from high school, from kind of a different like past version of myself because I feel like it brings out that side of me again. And I think whenever we become adults and we get laser focused on our careers and all these other things that are going on that, you know, weren't present in those times of our lives. It's really nice to connect with people that were just a part of that whole journey with you and just have quality time with them. So it was absolutely amazing. So going into the episode today, we are going to be talking about ways to live a less boring life. You guys know me. I hate being bored. (laughs) So I think this is actually a really good thing for me to talk about today because I journaled before getting on the mic and just came up with a list of 10 different things that you can do to live a less boring life. And they're super attainable. I'm not going to say anything crazy. It's not going to be something that is just going to take you years to accomplish. But a lot of it is your mindset, right? So... I've had some really crazy experiences. I was talking to my friend Ellie in Miami and she was basically saying that I need to write a tell-all book one day because I've had the craziest experiences out of anyone that she knows. And I think it's because I'm not afraid to do something out of the norm. I'm not afraid to do something that maybe isn't super traditional or people are going to question it or people are going to raise their eyebrows at what I'm doing. I really don't give a fuck. If people are doing that, I feel like I'm doing something right. So number one, stop being afraid to do something out of the norm. So I think we've all been conditioned to think a certain way, to believe in certain things, to act on life in a very non-risk-taking way, in a very secure way. So whenever you start doing things and adding things to your life that aren't specified as normal, that's whenever really crazy things start to happen. So don't be afraid to stand out from the crowd. I know so many people that are scared to put themselves out there or 
be the center of attention or have the spotlight on them because maybe they're doing something that is a little weird, maybe a little crazy, maybe a little just out of the ordinary. And I honestly think that is where your power lies. We're all so unique and I think it's really important to do things that make us feel the most like ourselves. So that doesn't have to be like your career or your life path or anything that's maybe more foundational. It could be, oh, this week I'm I'm going to try something new. I'm going to go take a dance class. I'm, I'm going to become a dancer, <laughs> which I definitely need help with. I'm a horrible dancer. But you could go to a pottery class. You could go to a hotel bar by yourself and meet somebody new. I don't know. You could just do something crazy. Do something crazy. And don't be afraid to just think outside the bubble. And I know that those things aren't like super risky or whatever. But just do something that is outside of your normal day-to-day. Do something that makes you feel creative, inspired, motivated. And that is all. (laughs) That's for number one. So number two. This is a favorite of mine because I do this all the time. Strike up conversations with strangers. Now, since we have social media and our phones, it's really easy to feel disconnected from people we don't know, right? I'd be walking on the street passing somebody. They could be smiling at me and I'm on my phone talking to somebody. Or maybe I'm in an Uber and I'm on my phone the entire time, headphones in, not talking to them. And I know some people prefer that. I prefer that sometimes too. But lately I've been putting my phone down and I've been trying to actually talk to my Uber drivers and I have learned some very crazy things, guys, about people because Uber drivers are just normal people. I think we look at them as like, (laughs) there's like this divide. And actually one of my friends, her fiance was an Uber driver whenever he moved to D.C. And it was because he was in between jobs. So he just like started driving for Uber. And he's just like a normal like frat dude. (laughs) So it could literally be anyone behind the wheel. And I think it definitely like makes their day when you talk to them. And you learn so many crazy things. I mean... Sometimes Uber drivers can be, like, very inappropriate. I've had some very interesting Uber drives. But anyway, don't be afraid to strike up conversations with your Uber drivers. (laughs) That's not the point. But even when you're out, when you're out and about, go talk to somebody. Go up to them at the bar. Go up to them at the beach. Go up to them. Just say something. If you think they look interesting or, you know, maybe they're wearing a cool outfit or... Maybe you even know who they are and you've never like cordially officially met. Go up to them and say something. I was in Miami this past weekend and there was this amazing woman, Emily, who came up to me and my friends and we were all wearing my Noah, my swimline bikinis. And she said, girls, where are those bikinis from? My friend will not stop asking me to go up to you guys and talk to you. We ended up sitting on the beach with her and talking to her for almost 40 minutes. And I learned that she has this incredible business in New York. She is super successful and she is just an absolute gem of a person. And we connected on Instagram. You just never know who you're going to meet, right? And I think connecting with people is your superpower. And whenever you meet certain people, it unlocks doors, right? So you're there to support one another. 
So I have a lot of friends in my life, creators too, that maybe they're invited to a really cool event and I'm invited to another event the next week. I'll make sure to invite them to the event and then, you know, maybe they'll invite me to one and we'll just all go and hang out and meet new people and network and you just can't be afraid to put yourself out there and meet new people because, you know, that's the excitement of life. It's connecting and being inspired and sharing memories and life experiences with other people. So just don't be afraid to like be confident and bold and go up to somebody and just, you know, ask them a question. Who knows? Tell them a story. (laughs) So number three, do something that challenges you. And I know this sounds kind of similar to number one, but this is definitely a little different. So I think doing hard things is what makes us better people. It helps with anxiety. It helps with depression. When you're able to overcome something that initially seemed so difficult, you feel on top of the world. So whether that's like a really hard workout class or maybe you finally tackle cleaning your house, deep cleaning your house, or maybe you run a marathon, who knows? That won't be me, but (laughs) maybe you run a marathon. Maybe you go camp out in a tent for a night. Maybe you decide to take a across the country road trip. Who knows? Maybe you decide to move to a new city that really scares you. You need to do things that feel uncomfortable because that's the only way you're going to create really, really exciting memories and have really crazy situations, conversations. You have to be willing to let go and do things that freak you the fuck out. For example, I'm about to drop a bomb here. So congrats. You're, you're the first people to find out, but I'm moving to New York. I'm moving to New York. I'm moving to New York in July. So in less than two months and I'm scared shitless. I have no idea what the hell I am doing. And I've been living in DC for four years. That was a scary move for me at first. I had no idea what was going to happen. And I ended up having the best four years of my entire life. But lately I've been feeling this pull to New York and I don't know what it is, but I'm responding to it. Even though it scares me shitless, I am going through with it. I am trying it out. I am doing it because I don't want to be 10 years down the line saying, oh, if only I would have just tried it out. If only if I just would have moved to New York then and figured it out. I'm just going to fucking do it, guys. And you know what? If it doesn't go well, I can always come back. So do something that challenges you. Try it out. If it's not for you, that's fine. But yeah, I'm moving to New York. I'm so excited. And I'm so scared. So if anybody has any advice or wants to chat, maybe you're in New York, let's be friends. Number four. Wear a really fucking cool outfit. (laughs) I have no problem with being like the most dressed up in the room or 
wearing the most insane outfit because that makes you stick out. It makes you this magnet. People are going to want to talk to you or they're going to want to compliment you. They're going to want to figure out what the hell you're doing. But for example, in Miami, I wore, and obviously in Miami, you can literally wear whatever the hell you want. People aren't even wearing clothes half the time. But I wore this dress that was basically a bodysuit with ribbons on the shoulders. I actually posted it on my Instagram, so you can go look at it. But it had this tulle, like, skirt attached, but it was, like, a mini skirt type thing. And you could totally see the bodysuit underneath. And you could, like, my butt was, like, hanging out. (laughs) But, you know, I think... Wearing something like intricate and cool like that is just a conversation starter. And it definitely helps you feel confident, puts you out of your comfort zone. And it's a way to express yourself. I think now we play into trends and we dress like the person next to us because we're scared to look different or be different or I don't know. I I love just using fashion to identify myself and to curate really, really cool pieces and put them together. And it's, it's like an art, right? So become a fucking artist with your outfits. Number five, stop saying no. Do something you may not like. Be spontaneous and abandon rigidness. You guys know I love a routine. I love a routine. But the minute you let your routine take over your entire life is when things get really boring. So I think there's a fine line. There's a balance. There is a way that those two can live in harmony. Spontaneity and your routine. So I know so many people that are so rigid. They won't do anything outside of their routine. If it's affecting their routine, they won't do it. They will say no every single time. It's okay to say no, guys. I'm not saying say yes to everything. But whenever you start saying absolutely not because it's affecting the thing you do every single day, that's whenever there's a problem. You're not living your life. You're living your life for... A routine. You're living your life every single day the same exact way. So whenever you have like an intuitive feeling of, oh, that would be fun, but uh, cancel that out and be like, hey, no, this sounds fun. Let's do it and see what happens. Let's just do it and I can go back to my routine tomorrow. Don't be afraid to do something that is outside of your norm. And again, that goes back to number one, but I think this is definitely more on like a daily, weekly basis. Maybe schedule one thing per week that may or may not affect your routine, but is exciting and fun and just gets you out of your comfort zone, makes you feel a little crazy, a little silly. There was one day, there was one day a few weeks ago, I went to this event at the Intercontinental and... I was with my friend Jocelyn. She was on the podcast, episode two. Go listen. It's a great one. But we went to this event, and then it's a Wednesday, by the way. And we somehow ended up at this margarita bar 
Baja Tap in DC. It just opened not too long ago. So make bad decisions. <laughs> supposed to be a self-improvement podcast and here I am. Number 10, write a letter to your future self. So I actually have a fun surprise. I have done this in the past. I went to a health and wellness retreat, my first one in the fall of 2019 after I graduated college. But I wrote to myself, hey, you badass bitch. <laughs> Just a reminder that you are way tougher than you think. Get back out there, don't quit, and keep pushing. There are so many incredible resources that you can use to heal. You better have made big-ass steps into your business and what's to come. Stop giving a shit, be transparent, and your time and effort is invaluable. Love yourself, in caps and underlined. P.S. Stop apologizing for everything. <laughs> That's so on brand. And then I wrote another page and I said dear me <laughs> I hope you took all that you learned from this experience into your daily life I hope you continue to grow these strong connections with the women here I'm going to use this to set goals for myself and then I start listing goals number one stop giving a fuck what people think <laughs> the sailor mouth was still very apparent back in 2019 number two Build strong female connections, mentors, friends, etc., which I definitely feel like I have such a good network now. Number three, work on your personal brand and your business potential. I did not have a single thing here, guys, like at the time. I didn't really have a personal brand. I had not started a single business, and it's really cool to like see this written down. Number four, focus on wellness which I definitely did. I was not a wellness girly before this trip, and now I feel like it's a really big epicenter of my life. Number five, express creativity in all the ways. Fashion projects, that's so funny. Music, business proposals, events, etc. And now I have a swimwear line, and we've walked multiple runways, and that's, I'm like literally about to cry. This is so cool. Number six, start a blog, <laughs> which I did. But I feel like blogs are extinct now. But I did have a blog. And I did use it. And I do think it definitely catapulted me to where I am now. Number seven. Uplift everyone and be a badass. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I love that though. And that's so true. I think that's another way to like not live a boring life. Is to like make sure that you're uplifting everyone too. Like you're not just so egocentric to the point where it's you, you, you all the time. Make sure that you're supporting your people. And number eight, help others. So I love this. I think I manifested the life that I wanted for myself. And I think writing a letter to yourself is the best way to do that. We actually wrote these and were sent them six months later. And it's so crazy now to read this four years later. You just have to believe in yourself, guys. You have to be able to envision the life you want and just go do the damn thing. Anyway, I love you guys so much. I love talking about manifestation and just really fueling the life that you want for yourself. And if you enjoyed this episode, 
I would absolutely love if you could share it on socials, say what you liked about it. It helps more than you know. It creates a domino effect for me whenever people actually share my episodes on socials and expose it to their audiences. It is so damn helpful. I won't be able to do any of this like without this community. So I really need you guys' support. Please like and rate and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends, your family about it, and make sure that you tune in every week, every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern time. I love you guys so, so much, and go out there and stop living a boring life. Go have a badass life. Love you guys. See you next week. So I know a surefire way that you can live a less boring life. You could become an influencer (laughs) or a business owner. If you don't know by now, I have a social media and influencer coaching agency called Content Confident. Whenever I was first starting out, I wished that there would have been somebody to hold my hand and walk me through the process and show me all the ropes. It didn't exist, so whenever I figured it out all for myself, I wanted to find a way to teach other women how to create a freedom lifestyle. Whether you're an aspiring influencer, you're already one that kind of wants to learn some new tips and tricks, or you want to start your own business from the ground up, you can work with me one-on-one for six weeks. I have a new six-week program where we meet once a week for 60 minutes, and you have 24-7 access to me via Slack. So you basically have a social media expert in your pocket. And right now, I am actually offering a 20% off discount to anyone that signs up before the end of the month. I actually offer free sessions, 20-minute sessions, where you can tell me all about your goals and what you want out of working together. So all you have to do is go to the show notes, tap on the link, book your call with me for 20 minutes, and we can talk, and I can tell you all about the program, and we can get you signed up. Again, go to the show notes, tap on the link, and book your call today before May 30th, and we'll talk soon.